This is the Grouse House Podcast. I can't believe, folks, that we are this close to the end of the season. When we started in March 2023, if you'd told me that this season would ever end, I would have kicked you in the, in the dick. Mm. Because this... I don't remember life before the footy with Broden. Do you, Tom? No, I think this is what makes... Bounce that pill. Continue. This is what makes you feel so empty at the end of the season, right? Because it goes forever, mate. Yeah, while it's on, what will, the vibe I'm feeling at this point in the year is when... When the when the final siren sounds and the grand final's done mm. and the winning team hold up that cup, that mm. holy grail, mm. I'll be like, thank God. Yeah. Need a little break, right? Totally. No wonder everyone just f***ed off to Bali straight away or yeah. Europe or whatever. It makes sense now. That now that we've worked through it, you know what I mean? Are you talking about like media people? No, no, no. I'm talking about football players. Oh, but football like, players? But we, didn't, we didn't play football this no, year, No, no, no. But we felt it because we've been on it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we've lived it. We haven't taken a week off. We've done three podcasts a week for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah, no, you need the time off. But then also, you know, they're working harder than us, I think. Oh, yeah. No, no, no and doubt. They're, and no they're, doubt. Balancing, they're balancing doing football every day mm. with their phys ed courses. Yes, of course. And so that must be hard. Yeah. But so what I, what I was going to say is I'll be, you know, thank God that's over. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, it's just a bit of trade talk now. Yeah. But... I reckon four weeks. You know, you ever get that feeling in like November, December when you're like, geez, I'd like to be watching some football now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get that now and then. You just get this friss on of, oh, yeah, I'm, I miss the footy. Yeah. And then it gets to December and you're like, oh, yeah, the cricket. Okay. Yeah, sure. Cricket's good. It's no footy, but it's cricket. Yeah. And then you're like almost forget about the footy. Yeah. Did the footy even exist? Yeah. And then you get to January and you're like, Hey, the footy's back soon. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, I miss the footy so much. Yeah. How has my life ever existed without the footy? Without and then it gets, it. and then it gets to February, and you're like, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm frothing for a preseason game. Let's crack into some very exciting things. We got a lot to talk about today. Great. Hit that sting. If there was a times person of the year, yeah. For me, this year very clear who it is, who the person who has had the most influence on the AFL across the board in every aspect of it, the person who in a hundred years they'll say this person was the Ron Barassi yeah. or was the, uh, you know, the, the, the most powerful influential person and that is uh, Jacob, Jacob Gaynor, the social media manager from the GWS Giants. Yes. He has done so good this year and we are so br- proud of our sweet boy. Mm. I've started to see what happens with very influential, very magical people is you you start to see their influence across the board, across the world. You start to see it. Brisbane's content is, you know, just becoming fun and enjoyable because they've gone, let's look to that North Star, that Jacob Gaynor. This week, Carlton, in the lead up to playing in a prelim, uh, are going to bring back, I believe, uh, Silvani. Right. And so they shared... What we've talked about before, Anthony Kudafidi Suvlaki hut yeah, ad, right. which yeah, used yeah. special CGI to make uh, Kuda have a scene with a gorilla. So then they put copying. they put Silvani in that instead yeah, of right. a Suvlaki. Oh right, I see. See, everyone's everyone's memeing it up now. Yeah, everyone's copying Jacob. I and would it, say is fair to the to the point now where it's it's the most talked about thing on the socials, and GWS can lose by a hundred points this weekend. They've won the flag for me. They're the premiers, and you can't tell me otherwise. Doesn't matter who wins this weekend. Doesn't matter who wins the grand final. 
the 2023 premiers of the GWS Giants purely because of their social media influence. Yeah. And I won't hear otherwise. But there's no need for us to record any more podcasts this totally. for the season because they won the premiership. I think we should try and get Jacob back um, in the next month. We're never going to get that guy back ever. He's the hottest ticket in town. Because yeah, I have questions for him. He's going to get Brownlow votes. Yeah, because he told us that he was sitting on certain memes for up to two years yeah. and he was waiting for the right moment. So I want to ask him, like, was the Mr. Bean one something you'd been sitting on for two years? Yeah. Like, I, I want to dive into some of his greatest hits of this year with him, I think. I think he'd be someone you'd have to pay to get in now because he is in demand. He, the number one comment you see on most GWS content is, yeah. give this man a raise. No one's had a better argument for going in to see Jason McCartney or Dave Matthews. Is he the CEO of GWS? No idea. I think it's Dave Matthews. I'm going to start fact-checking. <laughs> yes, Dave Matthews, the CEO of the GWS Giants, mm. uh, appointed in October 2011. He has the uh, he can go in there and, and say, give me double. Yeah. Or I'm going to go to Sydney or oh, I'm going to no. go to, uh, you know, wherever. Yeah. He has that power. Yeah. Good on him. The thing I don't, the only thing I don't like is I, I get real like in the comments, people are like um, admin W or they're like social media team for the win. And I'm like, he has a name. Yeah. It's Jacob Gaynor. It's Jacob. Has they, some respect. Would you be open to renaming the Giants the Greater Western Sydney Jacobs? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Like, you know, we're the Greater Western Sydney Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. I think that'd be good. And their mascot is just this little, this man with a little tuft of blonde curly yeah. hair. It really makes all the other teams like feel like full boomer, boring energy, doesn't it? hundred uh, percent. And and that's what I'm saying. Is summer starting to follow? Mm. We'll look. You know, in ten years' time, the AFL, the utopia that I imagine for the AFL is no games are played. Mm. Games are decided purely by memes. Yeah. Where you know someone. You know, Colin would show up and they have a meme of, uh, you know, an ep- an, you know, an episode of Scrubs. Sure. And then, you know, Carlton show up and they they retort with a, with a you know, a meme from that sitcom from the 90s, Dinosaurs. Do you sure. remember Dinosaurs? No, I don't. I, I thought you were going to go with like The Simpsons. There was a nuclear family uh, sitcom in the 90s called Dinosaurs, right? Mm. And you will remember it. It's deep in your head. Anyone our age is like, I don't, didn't watch that show. And then you, and then deep in your cerebellum, there's stored footage of dinosaurs. Okay, okay, okay. They were big, like life-size dinosaurs, the sizes of humans, and they were all. It was a sitcom, but they were dinosaurs, Brody and they look, looked like dinosaurs. Do you remember the di- and there was a little baby dinosaur? The reason I know what you're talking about is because my favorite meme of all time comes from this show. Yeah, so you said is, you didn't know it. No, I didn't. But now that you're talking about it, Biggie hypnotized but synced to the dinosaur. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, Broden Kelly, you poor boy. I've seen this. I've seen the sitcom Dinosaurs. Right. It was I, an American Family sitcom. So some very clever meme person. It's on. It's on Disney Plus. Has taken hypnotized by Biggie and synced it with the lead dinosaur. Okay. And it's very funny. And I need you all to watch it somehow. I'll put it on the subreddit. The or character's something. name is Earl Sinclair. That dinosaur. Yeah. He, he uh, tries to support his wife and three children by working as a tree pusher at Weseso Corporation with his friend Roy. Very cool. Yeah, this could replace the... Uh, if we ever want to replace the banners, you could have memes instead, like an LED screen meme off. Yes. And, uh, it just, you know, it's going to stop concussions. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, crack on. 
The AFL Players Association, uh, they're getting closer to their contractual bargaining agreement. Yeah. Um, it's boring. Yeah. One thing is that when you get drafted, you have a contract for three years now. Well, well what did it used to be? Two years? Yeah, I think so. Right. So if you go number one pick, you're guaranteed to have like... Three-year contract. At like 200K or something. So you're yeah. guaranteed like 600. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's in a way, believe, I think it's mutually beneficial in that, you know... It's harder to you, it's a longer contract to break if you want to totally, go totally. if you if you want a Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, because I think that's the thing about um the NBA contracts as well, right? Like the higher you go, the better the deal yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but there's another thing. The AFL Players Association, the players have signed off and support the best thing ever, mm. a mid season trade period. Right. So that's hundred percent happening now. No, not hundred oh. percent happening. Just the AFL players like, we're up for it. Okay, which is cool. half the battle. Yeah, totally. Is, is totally, players yeah. saying we're okay to be traded yeah. halfway through the year. It'll be so good. Imagine what's a what's a good argument for it? I'm trying to think I can I, think I, of many for Gold Coast to be honest. I'm trying to think of an example for it. Like the I'm sorry, but it's a Melbourne example. Yeah. I'm I'm a basic bitch. But middle of the year We've got no forwards. Yeah. We will fucking pay so much money to get a, a, any full forward in the league who's willing yeah. to come to us at that period in time. And we'll pay overs for it. You know what I mean? In the off season, totally. we might be like, Jack Darling's worth a second rounder now because he's yeah. old. Yeah. But in the middle of the year, we might go have our pick four because we yeah. need a full forward right now. And like Gold Coast had so many great players running around the VFL all year and it would have been great yes. to offload a couple of them. Yeah, like Chris Burgess could have come to... Yeah, th- yeah, that, yeah. So I think that could. I, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, well, I think it's necessary th- to be honest. If North is in North during the year has got, they know that they're tanking out. Their coach is not even mm. around, and there's a team who desperately need a ruck. Their ruck stocks aren't working out. Maybe Collingwood are like. Remember that period where they were like Mason Cox isn't working out. Yeah, they go give go get Goldstein, and all of yeah. a sudden you have Goldstein in a totally. in a premiership side. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because on the other t- on yeah, the other yeah. side of it, North get higher return for a player than they would at the end of the year. Yeah, totally. Well, we could have traded Grundy once we knew Grundy wasn't working. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the thing that works really well in NBA because it's a better equalizer than the draft also. Yeah. So if you look at like the Lakers, right, when they brought in LeBron and they wanted to bring in Davis, they sold the farm to get Davis. Yes. And ever since they've suffered for it. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is a better equalizer and it stops like the big clubs. It's good. Yeah, it's a good point in yeah. that. Yeah, it, I've seen... Backlash saying it will support just the big four Vic clubs. No, I don't think so. Because, yeah, no, I, it, it, it's about demand at that period. Yeah. And you have the power because they need that player. Yeah, so Darcy Moore potentially does an ACL in round three. They need a big defender. And Collingwood know they're in a premiership yes. window. So they pay overs to get someone to replace Darcy Moore. And it actually screws their future. But yes. it's good for them because they're having a run at a premiership. What would happen in real life, I think, is very little. Yeah, no, it'd be it wouldn't be any superstar movement, I don't think. No, but it would be like it would be beneficial to the bottom team and the top team trying to like, you know, exact the Gold Coast was a good example of yeah. like P players who were in the VFL. Can we can we get that extra yeah, player? Supplementary to the rookie draft, I think. Think It'd of it sick. similar. Where sometimes yeah. you get a play and they never play, but sometimes you get a gem that's gonna yeah. play for ten years. Be sick. A uh, big news that just sort of dropped here is that the new coach of the Richmond Football Club mm. is Adam Uze. Yeah. Melbourne superstar, player, and also the strategist. So from, from my understanding, for the last few years, he's the one coaching on yeah. game day. And 
Goodwin's the vibe guy. So this is win-win for both clubs, and you get rid of a poor strategist. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having. Yeah, it's a true. Joke, it's guys. true. But my <laughs> Melbourne side, very quickly, is we definitely needed to change it up, and I'm excited yeah, totally. for, to change yeah. it up. Yeah. The other thing, though, is uh, I hope that Richmond give him the time, right? Because they've got no draft assets, and their list isn't that good. Yeah, I agree. Apart from Taranto Hopper. Yeah. And they've got a few older. They've got Lynch, who's in his 30s now. They've yeah. got. Um, you know, Dylan Grimes, Nank. They, you, yeah, they've got, they got a got few a bits and pieces. Yeah, they've got Shea Bolton and a couple of bits, but really. Could they be an, an Adam Kingsley next year? Could that be a situation? I don't think so, no. Not unless they continue to be a destination club and get in a few big lists. I think they're really top-heavy. I think it's a... I don't think there's a harder job than coming in after a three-time premiership-winning coach yeah. who was charismatic and loved. Yeah. Um, I don't think is going to be like a great media performer. Unless he he works into that, but he yeah. hasn't been. I've yeah. never seen him do like a very captivating interview. Sure. Not to say he can't, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. And but he might be just a gun coach. Yeah. And Brendan Gale, the boss over there at Richmond, he said on Footy Classified, which I thought was a little snipe at Dimmer, maybe. Yeah. Was um statistically premiership coaches aren't who you should get. Right. Because he's like, if you look at the premiership coaches from the year 2000 to now, they're all brand new coaches. Right. So Clarkson, brand new coach. Hardwick, sure. brand new coach. Uh, Goodwin, brand new coach. Yeah. Who else is there? Oh, there's many. But yeah, I, I take your point. There'd be some who will repeat, but like overwhelmingly, Very rarely. it's all, yeah. So that's like, you know, Gold Coast. He's saying you misstepped. But then also, he's they're, they're saying, we'll go and get a new... And Uzek, you know, he has the best infrastructure. He's got a, a, a super rich, powerful club who has yeah. the b- ability to go and do cool things. And, it's very and, fun. Yeah. And with a good coach, like, I, I think they're really top-heavy and, like, the top six to ten players are awesome. Then it drops off. But a good coach can make system work that can elevate those bottom yeah. 12 players on the field to really come up and, and fill gaps. I think it's good. Congratulations to Adam Uze and the Richmond Football Club. Yeah, well club. done, Uze. What is Uze's background? What is his heritage? Uze would have to be some Eastern European name, surely. He's from Werribee. Yeah, right. Okay, very far from Eastern Europe. Of Albanian descent. All right, so pretty much back on. Yeah, great. It was a, <laughs> a, I loved him as a footballer. Richmond, yeah. Richmond supporters, you got to go, ooze. That's yeah, what you got to do. Yeah, or yeah. do your own thing, but you know that's what I'd do if I was you. Hey, hit that sting. Um... Some people brought something to my attention. Okay, uh, this is an ad campaign by Continental Tires. Yeah. I'm going to play it now. Are you or a mate bold, brave, and any good at footy? That's you, Bren. We're recruiting the next generation of Continental Tires bald stars to help keep bald tires off the road. Because bald is unstoppable on the field and on the road. So... Do you have what it takes? So they've got an ad, ad Continental Ties have done an ad campaign with all these bald players. There's Nathan Jones, there's yeah. Sidebottom, yeah. there's... Um, who's that guy? The Ruckman from uh, St Kilda? Uh, oh, Paddy Ryder. Yeah, Paddy Ryder. And also... Barry Hall. Uh, yeah. I have so many questions. Have you got a lot to say or can I posit you some questions? Yeah, you ask me questions. Why are they all retired mostly? Because they're old and bald people. Yeah. Are so, old. what message are they sending with that? I don't know. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you get current what players? What is true, right? <laughs> is it's hard to find bald players these days. When I was growing up, and this is a, yeah. I'm upset about this. Yeah. When I was growing up, there would be bald players on teams. Nathan Eagleton. Yeah. Gary Ablett chose. Gary to be Ablett Jr. Bald. Yeah. Um, Barry Hall. 
Who's the brother of Nathan Jones? Zach Jones. Zach Jones. He still plays. Yeah. Max Gorn shaves his head. I don't think he's bald. Yeah, I think a lot of people choose to, right? Yes. Like me. It's a choice. Fashionable choice. But a lot of them now are doing the plugs and the hair transplant shit. And we're trying to line one up for you, right? Absolutely. I would take it in a heartbeat. I I want my hair back. But (laughs) I'm offended. I'm offended, uh, Continental, by not one, uh, one, how dare you make, make fun. Two, I'd love to. I'd love to be sponsored. Yeah, you should be number one person. Like you're a great football player. I have and a good, you don't have much hair. Uh, Nathan Jones is my uh, goal. I'd love to be Nathan. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, no, I think he's very good looking. Or yeah, man. you know what I mean. I think all these people are very good looking. Barry Hall looks. You know, looks I like, thought we. Barry Hall lives Barry in the Hall. Gold Coast. There's also um uh uh the ex superstar Basher Hooley's a yeah, ball yeah, guy yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. It, it's you know. They're good-looking roosters, and they've shined their heads up really nice. Yeah. Uh, I just thought I had to bring it up. Because and what's it got to do with tyres? Because tyres, when your tyres bald, you've got to get new tyres. Oh, right, you've got to replace them. Yeah, do you know yeah. that, Tom? No, I, I'm so bad with car stuff, but you, good you, to know. You'd get a, you, you get a roadworthy. You'd get a, a yellow canary, yeah, orange right. canary. What I, I'm very vigilant on my um, on my six-month services. It oh, costs me good. an arm and a leg. It costs like a grand every time I go. It's true. you got to do it. But it's good. I, I do it. Um. So yeah, I don't know what to do with that, but I thought I need to. Bring well, I think is it like a competition that we can enter you in and like campaign for you to be the winner? I just want money. Yeah, but you know, maybe you'll win money. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that sting. Another thing, I, I this is a, a lot of people sent this to me this week. Is sure. A, a Melbourne fan uh, from last week after the loss, and it's just beautiful. This was on this. This was on the AFL Reddit, but someone's put nice music to it. This is a, a Melbourne fan. He's dressed like a golfer. Sometimes you feel like you're not meant to win, that everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And that's what happened tonight. Yes, that's what happened tonight. That's what happened tonight. <laughs> I just want to hug, mate. And then I'll see you next year. All right? Beautiful. Um, Isn't that nice? That's what we said. It's not, I, I don't know who that man is, but um, that's beautifully done. That's that's someone being interviewed outside the MCG after mm. that loss, and you see often in that circumstance people just going full off. Yeah, totally. And he's going full off, yeah. but in a very nice way. I think he should be the ambassador for Melbourne. Beautifully done. Yeah, I, I think thought, absolutely trash too. 
What was? He was absolutely smashed. Like I don't think so. No? I thought he was very I think he's just a, that's how I felt. Yeah, totally. I that's think he's just emotional to, to our our takes. Really. I think it was beautiful. Yeah. And that's a top Melbourne, Melbourne fan of the week. <laughs> You're going home with some bald intercontinental tires. <laughs> Hit that sting. Uh do you know who Roy Morgan is, Tom? Roy Morgan is an insurance or a banker or something like that. Wrong you. Or is that someone who who does uh, surveys? Yes, correct. They're an yeah. independent Australian social and political marketing research company and public opinion statistics company. Yeah. Okay. They on regularly go out and get the stats on the most fans for AFL teams. Yeah. Do you know the the team with the most fans? Don't I, look I did actually see this. I'm sorry, Brayden. I saw this article S- earlier in the week. Still guess. Sydney. Correct. <laughs> with one million fans, right? More. <laughs> one point. How many fans they got? 1.344 million. Yeah. So my immediate assumption... They win. So my immediate assumption was that just like they surveyed a bunch of people in Sydney and they were just like, oh yeah, Sydney, but they don't actually go or engage or anything. That's correct. Yeah? Okay. Probably, but you know, they're fans. Because yeah, they don't even sell out all their games, right? If you had a million diehard fans, you sell out every single game. Careful what you say, Tom. I'm just asking the question. They, They do very well. Yeah, I'm sure. No, they do. Absolutely. We've been to a couple of SCG games. It's just like, if you're actually trying to pack a million fans into a stadium that holds 60,000 every week. Then I, think it's, I think it's a nice badge of honour in saying in a country of 25 million, 1.3 are Swans fans. Yeah, totally. There's an argument that the Sydney Swans are the, you know, they don't have the most members. They're not in the top two. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't even know what their members are, to be honest, but... There, there's an argument. They're the most valuable football com- uh, con- uh, club in the country. Yeah. Do you want to hear why? Sure. They have... Sydney is an international city. It's, yeah. you know... It's the Australian, the harbour. The views. It's the new... Or in an, there's an argument. They're like the the New York Yankees or the Lakers or the... Or um, Man City or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Man yeah. United, I should say. They're the team that's like iconic. Like when Conan O'Brien comes down, he goes to the Sydney Football Club. Yeah, sure, they're not... Maybe their fans aren't 100% engaged all the time. Yeah. But most Yankee fans, I don't think, are engaged all the time. It's- no, I, I, I just wondered if I was asked, who do I barrack for in the rugby? And I had to... You'd say Storm. Someone. I'd say Storm. Correct. I've n- I have no idea who the coach is, couldn't name a player. But there's a, what I'm saying, like, there's a value to like an engaged hardcore fan. Yeah. But there's also a value to just being, we have the biggest fan base. Because... For sponsors, for one, sure, you, you can, can say trick some sponsors. Yeah, not <laughs> not tricking sponsors. <laughs> it's saying whenever logos across town, where the Sydney Swans, yeah. you can be on the front of the biggest fan base in Australia. They also own an elite, like the equivalent of the MCG, almost in Sydney. Yeah, they yeah, own yeah. that. I love this. Well, I don't know if they own it, but it's theirs. Yeah, totally. They don't share it with anyone no, else. No, no, no. They're next to Fox Studios, which is where Channel V used to be, and the Comedy Store. There's a there's an I think we just undervalue them is all I'm saying. Can you guess? Oh, let's go through and we'll go by fan base. Can yeah, you guess right. in order? No. So once I saw Sydney, I went to the bottom and the bottom is Gold Coast GWS. Correct. There too. <laughs> Who's worse? And then after that, I was like, Gold Coast is worse. And after that, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this article. <laughs> yeah, you have, I believe. Like it says like 11,000 or it something. It says right? you've lost fans. You've lost 12% of your fans in your 118,000 fans, I believe. 118,000? Yeah. So nah, that's, that's a, right, the amount of people who said, I go for the Gold Coast Suns. That's weird. 
Uh, and then GWS uh, also lost fan base. They have 202,000 who say, I go for GWS. Yeah, right. Which is marginally less than their rival club. Yeah. Now, has Roy Morgan done a sample size here and blown it up? Because they can't have sampled this many people, right? Roy Morgan have said, the nationwide survey revealed that 13 of 18 clubs in the AFL experienced an increase in support. Um, the fourth biggest increase in supporters was for the Fremantle, which went up by 76% to 425,000. Yeah, wow. Geelong increased support from 59 to 638,000, making it fifth largest increase. This is a Daily Mail. I'm sorry I'm quoting this shit. Hold yeah, I reckon they probably surveyed 10,000 people and then times it by the population of Australia. Three other 2022 finals saw an increase in support. Finals get your thing. Melbourne up 40,000 to 354,000. Richmond Tigers, 27,000. Uh, that's plus 5% to 554,000. Four other clubs that... He, obviously, this is a stat scrubbing, but... Yeah, I just don't understand how they could have possibly... If they surveyed like 2 million people for this, that must have been like the biggest survey of all time. This is people who do stats, man. This is their job. I know I sing a song and I say I'm the stat man. You yeah. say you're the stat man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the stat man. These are the stat men. Yeah, I know. I just, I just know... Stat men and women. That sometimes they, they go, there's 2 million people who watch AFL. Let's survey 10,000 people and times it by... 200 to get there. But this is their job, Tom. I, I, I back them in. Well, maybe um, our friend Oliver in Canberra can tell us, write in for us, Oliver, if you're still listening and tell us... Was that his name? Yeah, I think so. Oh, good. Yeah. And um, tell us what you think of this Roy Morgan article. Hit that sting. You, you messaged me before about this Dwayne Russell milk situation. Yeah. Is it tongue in cheek? No, he does this. So mm. tell us what you saw. So I saw... A social media video that SEN have put out. Yeah. Where Dwayne, 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 I can't say Dwayne Russell. Yeah. Is on the set about to call a game, I assume, or do his no, radio he's, show. They're, they're recording from Crown Casinos this yeah. week for some fucking So reason. he grabs a litre of light start, as reported on this podcast before. He puts it on his desk. He opens it. He pours in what I assume is sugar or instant coffee. Yeah. Shakes it up and says, right, I'm ready to go. Yeah, he's unwell. It's not right. Like, go to Starbucks or something. Like, or go to a cafe. I think it's instant coffee he puts in. Yeah, it must be right. It wouldn't be sugar. It wouldn't drink milky sugar. Sugary milk. Milky sugar. Sugary milky sugar. Nah, yeah, it must be instant coffee. It wouldn't dissolve properly. It would be like speckly. It's, It's a strange thing to do from a man who's... I mean, this is a guy who sits in his house most days of the week mm. and just talks to... Nuffs ringing him up saying, I think <laughs> the Blues will win. Yeah. And he's, it makes it worse to think that he's sitting there drinking milk. Like yeah, a, a leader of Lightstart as well. Like, yeah. what an odd choice. Do you reckon Lightstart is a sponsor, perhaps? No. No, I don't. I think that's just who this man is. I didn't even know Lightstart was still a thing. Do you know what, though? Can I say in his defense, yeah. he's in his 50s, maybe 60s. Yeah. He's, he's created some sort of equilibrium or some sort of balance in his life where he... Like, he's in good nick for an old bloke. Oh, yeah, he looks great. Yeah. He's got a rich caramelly voice. Yeah. he He's in good nick, and he's drinking this shit every day, and he's got a job that he seems to have f- figured out and he likes. So yeah. good on him, but it is strange. And it's strange that I like that I know. Have you seen Hugh Jackman and his wife are splitting? Yeah, I have seen that after 27 years. Yeah, and there's all these rumors and accusations around that, and you go, you, what it made me realize... Mm. Is I don't you don't know anything about anyone famous. No, no, you don't. That know. you only you only know what they choose to show you. Yes. So when you see, I don't know, like, I don't know, 
you see Tom Holland share a thing, you're like, well, I know Tom Holland now. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know what Tom Holland's team yeah. has presented as his thing. you got no idea about I, any of these people. I recognise this phenomenon with Auntie Dunner all the time where people you, believe that they know Auntie Dunner and it's like, no, you know a caricature of... <laughs> of of the three boys. Yes, you know but we're not I mean? we're not even really properly famous. No, we just even. got some alternative comedy fans. But imagine for Hugh Jackman, he's got this whole life that no one knows about. Yeah. How did we get to this? Oh yeah, Dwayne Russell drank two liters of milk. Yeah. Great. Hit that sting. The AFL Media Awards, the AFMAs, happened last week. Yeah. Right. Let's go through. Well, I've got some bones to pick. Yeah. Um. This is so the AFL Media Awards, right? Yeah. This fucking organization. Yeah. I re, I tried. Re, I look. Granted, I never do research for anything. Yeah, sure. And I'm and I cop it. Yeah. But I spent so much time this week trying to find some accountability for who and what the AFL Media Awards are. The AFL. Yeah, sure. I cannot find anything. So they don't want any paper trail. So I, I can't tell yeah, you right. who. Who the judges are can't tell you. Who the president of this organization is cannot find shit. So I assume it's not like a Fox thing, right? Because there's quite a varied what, amount of awards. From what Do I you can, think, it's an AFL thing. From what I can gather, all of the media in Melbourne have a private mailing list or something, and they all go out to a, you know maybe someone from SEN, someone from Fox, someone from right. Herald Sun, someone from you know all the shit, and they say, "Hey, vote on these." Sure, 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 sure. And then sure. we'll have a night that we all kind of pay for. Have a few frothies. Yeah, so they probably have a board made up of like yeah. someone from every organization. Or but something. like any fucked organization, like Melbourne Comedy Festival or fucking the Actor Awards. Yeah, or, it's just self. Like, how, how great are we? Totally, and it totally. helps. You know, it's you know, it's uh, self-generating. So they gave the best AFLW reporter to Sarah Black from AFL Media. Okay. AFLW production feature Lauren Wood Herald's son. Best diversity and inclusion present presentation. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Anne Fedoro- Fedorowicz, I'm going to go with, okay. AFL Media. Yeah. Note that they have these awards. Yeah. Best podcast, 3AW Football, nothing like the 90s. Yeah, so we weren't even nominated for no. that, which and, was really upsetting. Well, I, I, you know, and hey, I'm hurt. Greg Bomb, The Age, Print. Best news report by an individual, Sam Landsberger, Herald Sun. Best feature reporting, Greg Bomb, The Age. Best action photo they have, which was by Quinn Rooney, um, AFL Radio. Best news feature, or I'll go back to that one. Best opinion, so David King got best analysis. Okay, that's fair. That's good. We love King. Best radio program, Jared Whiteley. Okay, yeah, I like Whiteley. Best radio match caller, Anthony Hudson. Okay, predictable. Hard to yeah, best sure. TV program, uh, The Front Bar. We chatted to Mick well Molloy about that. Best TV match caller, Hudson. Of course, yep. Best category, uh, uh, best club content. Best club content. Mm. GWS, obviously. Well, yeah, I th- it would be hard to give it to anyone else. They've sure. given it to the Collingwood Football Club for the Julie McCreary Mother's Day pre-game, pre-game address. Oh, right. That was a nice video. So it's by video, not by... An engaging and emotional piece that took us deep into the inner sanctum of the Magpies and helped the- lift the lid on Craig McCrae and his inclusive modern approach to leadership and coaching. That's great. It was a nice video, sure. Had no fucking Mr. Bean in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a crockish... I disagree with that. I think that's a bit of look at us, you know... That's 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 that. Yeah, look how inclusive and great we are and forward thinking we are. Uh, then, you know, some other ones, but Tom Morris won the Alf Brown Award. This is the war- award presented to a to uh, 
someone who's done outstanding or presented by the to the overall best media performer. Mm-hmm. To qualify the winner must have not only been successful in 2022 award category, but also have been put forward by the judges of that category for consideration of this award. A separate panel of judges determined the Alf Brown Award. It was clearly... And so he won it for breaking the Damien Hardwick thing, right? Yeah, right. We talked about this. We talked about Tom Morris coming back into the media earlier in the year, right? Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know... Some uh, audio was leaked to, and video was leaked of him saying just fucking rotten shit last year yeah. and was fired by all media organizations. And he was brought back by SEN this year and then like three or four, round seven, I think it was, yeah. broke the biggest news story of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people were upset that he's been sort of champion. SEN put a photo out with Jared Waitley and him holding their awards. How good is this? Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of feedback I saw is how long do we cancel people for? Yeah. What's you know, and how? When's this? You know, can he? Does he just never allowed to come back? And personally, I think absolutely people deserve second chances, and I think Tom Morris should be absolutely allowed to go out and do a great job. He's clearly a very good journalist, sure, and clearly, um, and that's what I've seen a lot of is this organization going. He's back in. He's the guy. It's just, which is fine, right? Here's my thing, and what I've seen from a lot of people and what I know from a lot of people who work in media is um, what's the message it sends off the video that he did last year? If you're a person in a same-sex relationship, if you're a person of colour or just a woman and you work in the AFL media, what message does it send that 18 months after he said things about all of those people that was extremely derogatory and extremely offensive... If you work, if you're in this workplace, what does it send? What's the message it sends to those people? Because I imagine it would be, not to speak for anyone, but if it was me and I was spoken to, it would say to me, we say that you're welcome here, but deep down, you're not. Yeah. And and for any female journalist coming up now, what it seems, what appears to be from what they've said on social media is it's a bit offensive. Yeah. I think there's no problem with him working. And having a job, to be honest, but for him to be lauded as the best of the best, which is judged not just judged by peers, yeah, it says it sends a fucking bad message, I think. Can, and can it I, tells, and you think you've you think we've gone a long way, and then you go like, hang on, same old shit happening. Can I give my two two cents? And this yes. is a very serious segment. Yes. I my whole take on this, right, is people will talk like, how long should they be persecuted for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. I think if I was to be cancelled tomorrow, Breton, yeah. if I said things like this, I don't think I should lose my job at Coles. Yeah. I don't think I should be fired for saying awful shit, right? Yeah. I, I think maybe even I should be allowed to continue to produce this podcast. Yeah. But I don't think ever again should I be given a public platform to give my opinion on things. Yeah, yeah. Because I, even if there's only 10,000 lis- people that listen to this podcast, I have a... A direct outlet to give, you know, yeah. opinion on stuff. And I think that is a right and a privilege that needs to be earned. I don't think he's given his opinion, though. He's just reporting on news and doing a good sure, job. Sure, but he's it. given a platform, like, to give his opinion and stuff, like, through his podcast and his radio show and stuff. And it's like, I feel like that is a privilege that it's uh, should I, be earned. Apart from what he said, for me, mm. apart from the stuff he said last year, I think he's allowed to go forward and just report and do a good job and do his best job. Yeah and let his work speak for itself and have a second chance, 100%. My problem is with the people who judged him and considered this to be a good... Like, it's just so... 
it's so um what what's the word like um well, tone, it, tone deaf. Well, yeah, or like what we were talking about the other day. Broden was teaching me about what virtue signaling is. It's like all these media companies are saying, yeah. look at us, we really care about this stuff. But then they're acting in the complete opposite way. And like Jared Whaley, right? Mm. Surely you know that's not a good photo to have taken. I'm sure you like working with the guy, but if you have anyone who works on the Whaley team who isn't a lad, what's the message it sends to those people is like, I, I want this to be an inclusive workspace where everyone's welcome, uh, but secretly, you know, come on. Yeah. Just the boys, you know it is. It gives me mad old boys, Geelong grammar, yeah. all that sort of inclusive, you know, get away with murder type shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, bad optics. Uh, now, hit that sting. We, I, we copped it on Monday because we said wrong things, right? Yeah. And uh, I put out a post saying, "If you're, this is a podcast for vibes, not for facts, all right? <laughs> yeah. If you're coming here for the data, go to Kingy, all right? Yeah, totally. Uh, but you're also fair. So I'm going to go through. It's time for the fact, echo, fact checking things Broden and Tom got wrong on Monday. Because by God, you guys gave it to us. Yeah. And, um, and we deserve it. So I'm going to go through and fact check. Great. The most outstanding one that, Port fans particularly were just couldn't sleep. They were so upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the port attendance? I said something like thirty-two thousand. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I was just wrong. I saw. Okay. I think I saw a tweet. I should have double checked. Yeah, this is what happens when you see things and then you report on them. I have the proper facts now. Yeah, the capacity for the Adelaide Oval mm-hmm. is fifty-three thousand five hundred. Yeah, the GWS Port game. Clocked 45,520,000. Yeah. That's a disparity of 7,980 tickets available. Yeah. Okay? That's on record now. Yeah. Port didn't sell it out. There was 7,980 tickets, not 32,000. Sure. And I think the message we were trying to send was we didn't understand why Port fans were so angry about what I thought was an excellent year. That's still the message we were trying to convey. Mine is their failures because they didn't sell out a final. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm still, and I saw a lot of pushback on that saying, you know, like people think Ken Hinckley's a bad coach and the, everything you said about Simon Goodwin should be, you know, the same th- with Hinckley. I think right? that's fair level. I, th- I think that's fair level criticism. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. This one I think is defendable. I said that Dan McStay plays for Brisbane. Now, after some research, I've discovered he doesn't. No, he plays for Collingwood, right? Well, I think what I meant to say was Harris Andrews. Yeah, I think so too. I heard that one. I didn't blink an eye at that one. I knew that you just mixed up a name. Well, you, you've made me look bad. You, no, that's you, just a you've, simple muddle. You've made me look a fool in, in, the media, in the media landscape. Yeah. And I'll never win an Alf Brown Award. No, you won't. The next one. I think I said, I don't know if Ron Barassi won flags at North. Yeah. Correct. I should have checked. Yeah. But... I got slandered by these scum North fans. Yeah, scum, did, yeah. low, low scum North fans. You said he never won him. I said I wasn't sure. He won two, all right? He won two and fucking were, flags two, there. They were very important to the North fans. They were the first premierships, I think. Good on him. But again, like people who are listening, you were talking from your heart about what you remembered about Ron and your story, which was yes. centric. So I just don't understand why you get upset Calm about that. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> don't get upset about that when someone's speaking their own memories and their own story and their own, yeah. No, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Here's the next one. 
I said Barassi was Italian. Yeah. Oh, I got it wrong. Did you? He's Swiss Italian. Oh, right. He has Swiss Italian heritage, not oh, Italian. No. Yeah. I'm going to cut my own fucking dick off. Sure, yeah. For that. How dare I? He has Swiss and Italian heritage. Yeah. How dare I? Yeah, how dare you? Uh, so I'm going to crucify myself in Birmingham. Um, is that all of them? That's all of them. So pe- people came at me, right? And this is a comprehension thing. Mm-hmm. Some people came at me for saying that Melbourne's squandering Clayton Oliver's career. Yeah. And they were saying he's only 26. You make it sound like he's about to die or he's about to retire. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I thought I was making it clear that I felt like Melbourne was squandering his career because you've been straight set exits two years in a row and you need to fix your shit. No, they wasted two years for sure. Yeah. But people seem to think that I was saying hey, like he's you know about what to it retire is? or something. People, I want this hot criticism. Yeah. I want this. This is great for engagement. I'm gonna, but my only message is keep it coming. Because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go harder. Because <laughs> factual incorrectness. Yes, um, we love it. Keep that, keep that smoke. Yeah. Free smoke wherever you want it. To quote Tom Green. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, the, the things, things we got, got wrong last episode. episode. Fact, Fact check, check today's. today's. <laughs> um, let's crack into the games. Okay. Tipping. 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 Here's the stat that worries me, I saw. I don't have the exact stat for it, talking about fact-checking. But my vibe on this weekend is there's a lot of energy of wanting the two underdogs to win these games, right? GWS and Carlton. Yes. Huge energy fair. for yeah. that to happen. My deep down... Wor- I know I want that too. I, I love the idea of um, of your underdogs getting through in the, in the yes. bulldog sense. Here's the worry, right? What, I can't remember the exact teams. I know Melbourne did it. I know there was more of it last year. Who played this? Who played this? Uh, Collingwood in against Swannies. Who played Geelong? Geelong beat Brisbane by seventy odd points. Yeah. And um, what tends to be the statistical history is that a team shows great momentum into the prelim, and then the two teams that had the week off just pump them, yeah. just absolutely pump them. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we have a good weekend of football. But that is the thing that happens. Yeah. So that's my deep down feeling. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of, we hope it's Carlton Collingwood, mm-hmm. and we hope it's not GWS Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. I disagree. I know people reckon it won't sell out. I reckon it will fucking get caught. Oh, 100% it would sell out. Like, just some from people, corporates, it some, pe- some people say it won't. Some people said that they won't get 100000 for that. I mean, obviously, it would be harder to get a ticket if it was Collingwood Carlton. Yeah. Or Collingwood Brisbane or Carlton uh, uh, GWS. But think about the long game. Apparently, the AFL would be upset if that was what happened. Because well, yeah, because yeah, they like it, it would be good in the long run, but they also like their bottom line and selling out tickets, you know, totally. selling tickets and stuff. But I think the the best thing the AFL can do is just leak out the story to the northern states that the you know Victoria is really upset that the AFL is being dominated by New South Wales yeah, yeah, and totally. and Queensland. Yeah. If that was the narrative, people in Queensland and New South Wales would be like. Oh, that'll upset him. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to like it. Yeah. Reverse psychology. Can I ask you a question though, Braden? Because you know more than me. No, I don't. Isn't the grand final the easiest game of the year to sell out? Because there's only like 20,000 tickets available anyway. 
Yeah. I like, th- why are they worried about that? It's the easiest game of the year to sell out. There's history of, like, grand final attendances. Let's go through the grand final attendances. There's no way it's never so- it's ever not sold out, right? In 2022, there was 100,024 there. Yeah. So that was Geelong, out. Sydney. Yeah. 2021, 61,118, and that was a sold out Perth, um, Perth Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020, 29,707, that's Brisbane. Yeah. Let's go back to the proper MCG ones though, shall we? Yeah, let's just skip forward to those. So the Richmond 2019 grand final was 100,014. Yeah. Against GWS. Yeah. So that's a big club. And then Richmond, uh, Adelaide, the, what was that? No, it was Collingwood West Coast, 100,022. Yeah. Richmond, Adelaide, 100,021. Yeah. Bulldog, Sydney, didn't crack 100, 99,981. Isn't that just because like 30 members didn't show up that, or something? That's like, semantics. Yeah. That's semantics. Uh, that's a semantic number. Skip then, forward. Is I'm going to Hawthorne, Hawthorne West Coast, 98,632. Yeah, I still feel like that's so, a sellout. But well, let's go back to the lowest number in a while, yeah. which was Collingwood St Kilda, which was 93. I believe that was the replay. Right, yeah, it must have been, right? Because there's just no way that, like... Yeah, that, that would the, be 7,000 corporates not showing up. It was the replay. It was the MCC members didn't show up. Yeah, totally. And then after that, the lowest number was 91,000 in 2006, which I believe was a renovation thing. Right. So there was 90... Yeah. So you are right. The, the grand final does get really high number, but this can't be... Oh, these are renovation numbers as well. This During the renovations, there was 77,000 there for uh, Brisbane Port. So you are like, right. It sounds like fear-mongering. Yes. If, exactly. It's a yeah. very good point, Tom. Yeah. I've seen people saying that it won't sell out. Yeah. GWS Brisbane, Melbourne fucking show up. Yeah. Victoria shows up. 100%. And 70,000 corporates show up as well. And I don't think the <laughs> AFL would be overly upset if there's 99,000 or yeah, 98,000, totally. not 100,000. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a... Like, know, as if you wouldn't go. Like... I'll, I'll be in London, but yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But <laughs> um, I think that... Uh, let's get out of our heads that this is Victorian football. Yeah, yeah. If it was Brisbane and GWS and the narrative was AFL is becoming a national sport and GWS gained fucking 5,000 members from it. Huge. And Sydney was more engaged and Brisbane got another one in Queensland. That's overflow for Gold Coast. Yeah. It'd be great for it. Having said that, also Carlton Collingwood be, would, <laughs> would, would be make the crazy. state of Victoria potentially in, in fold in on yeah, itself. Yeah, I'd be very stoked that I'd be, you know, 15,000 kilometres away from the burning yeah. streets oh my God. of Melbourne. <laughs> Let's crack in. So on Friday night, tonight... Yeah. At the Melbourne Cricket Ground, Collingwood take on the Greater Western Sydney Giants. Jack Ginnivan's going to be the sub. Yeah. The super sub. Nick Dacos back in. Out Taylor Adams with a hamstring. Which is a huge loss. And Darcy Moore has some hand wrist complaints that he's going to play through. Uh, This is an interesting one. Yeah. This is GWS going to be tired. They've yeah. had a hard run to the end of the year. They're going to be coming up against a billion Collingwood fans. Yeah. Um, and Collingwood haven't played for two weeks. They didn't finish out the Melbourne game incredibly well, but they no. did look fantastic for that whole game. Immense tackling pressure and really great ball movement. Um, Collingwood, best team all year. JWS, one of the most informed teams at the moment. Totally. I've been screwed no over idea. Break. Have no idea. I dreamt about this game last yeah. night. I dreamt about it. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. Right. Um, I've got. I just hope that the ump. I, I just hope the umpires call it 
fair. Fairly, yeah. I just want some really nice level-headed umpires. Yeah, we don't want them to overreact either. Like, yes. go the other way. Yes, you don't want it to go the other way and be just, well, we're ignoring it. Yeah. We just want it to be a good, well-called game. 100%. That's I wanted I to like. bring up last time they played because I just thought that was so interesting and cool. Do you remember what round it was, Brad? Uh, no. I thought you'd know just if you look at your head. There we go. So... Last time, it was Collingwood 120-18-12 to 55-7-13 Giants. And that's just so cool. That doesn't make me 65-point like, win? 65-point win. And that doesn't make me go, oh, Collingwood's got this. It makes me go, look how far what round GWS has come since round nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Yeah. That they managed to get, make a prelim after being in that sort of form. Where was that game? That game was at the MCG. Right. So it's a return. Very interesting. Yeah. It, uh, I, I, I just have no idea. I mean, my gut says Collingwood are going to win because that's prelim, the prelim stat. Okay. There's so much energy. Uh, I don't know. I think most people want GWS to win because of the story and the yeah, naming. Yeah, totally. But I think it's going to be. I think Collingwood's going to rain on everyone's Hundred percent. I think I'm tipping Collingwood. This yeah. is the last thing written, right? Which I thought you find funny. You know how they do summary of the yes, games? Live summaries. It says the Magpies win by 65 points despite generating just two more inside 50s than the Giants. Yeah. They converted 59 percent of their inside 50s into scores, a season best, and led goals per inside 50 35 percent to 14. So they they just. The, that sounds to me like the Giants' defense just weren't as good that day. Yeah. Which is interesting. It took a while for Sam Taylor to come on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. His story really developed in the second half of the year for sure. <sighs> It'll be interesting. I'm so it's excited. Gonna be grass. I'm gonna be, it's going to be grass house. Uh, Saturday, 23rd. Tomorrow, Brisbane Lions mm. after a well-earned break taking on the Carlton Blues at the Gabba. This is interesting, right? Yeah. I'm Carlton red-hot form. Yeah. Michael Voss. There's... Paintings of Michael Voss at every Brisbane Lion, yeah, like true. murals of he's, he is the god of Brisbane. He knows it well. And he's going to go in there and try and ruin his old club. Yeah. Um, which is fun. Really fun. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. I hope Brisbane fans show up and, and make it hard for Blues fans. Uh, surely. I think they will. They've been pretty good this year at showing up, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you have. remember when the rugby was on, they said no one's going to go to the game and yeah, they're still sold yeah. out. No, they, they've shown up in droves. Yeah. It's going to be a tight one, actually, but you can't tip Carlton, can no, you? No, I don't think there's any way. I, I, I'd genuinely be stoked if Carlton win. I think that'd be amazing, but there's no way you can tip them. Like, Brisbane week off at the Gabba. They've played so much better there at home all year. They've been the better side all year. They've been the better side for the last five years, I would argue. I just feel like if Brisbane lose, that'd be a massive disaster for them, but I'd be stoked for Jack Payne's oh. out. He's done his ankle. Okay. And in comes uh, old mate Darcy Gardner. Oh yeah, Darcy Gardner's a good player. Yeah, yeah. And Jake and Lyon, Jared Lyons is going to be the sub. Oh, that's cool. That's a great story. Yeah. And on the other side, in come the boys. Uh, Kemp's been omitted. Owies has been omitted. Kennedy's been omitted. And Cunningham have been omitted. Ollie Hollins is going to be the sub. Okay, that's a good sub. And in comes Harry Mackay, Boyd, and Martin. Oh, two of those are huge ins. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to go all for it. Apparently, um, the guy, his shoulder dislocated. Doherty? Yeah, yeah. Doherty, yeah. Um, apparently, he's saying in the media that he came off and they're like, we're not sure if it's ACL or that. And Voss was just on the phone and was like, get the fuck back out there, cunt. <laughs> like, there was no like, oh, save you. He's like, we are going home. If we Get the fuck back. We'll yeah, figure right. it out later. Yeah, I love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It was apparently like best case scenario for his shoulder was just a bit sore. Yeah. And he's going to play this week. But I love Voss. Like, Voss, deep, like, he's very 
level-headed when he's talking to the media, but you just get he's the most finals mental fucking guy. Totally, yeah. He's a ferocious man. Uh, it's going to be incredible. These games are better than grand finals. So enjoy the last week, what is, you know, historically the best weekend of football for the year. Yeah. Is what I would say. Have a great weekend. Anything else to add, Tom? No, I don't think so. Stoked. Enjoy the footy. We'll be back next week for the last week of footy for the year in the mix. Bounce that field.